0: Okay, so everybody has like more or less in your lifetime, you will have some form of a scare once you're more sexually active. You either have a pregnancy scare or like an STD scare. So fortunately for me, I've never had a pregnancy scare ever. But I was always very like not into this like realm of like the hanky panky, of like the ooh-la-la you know. And so when I went there and the doctor's like, okay, are uh, you ready? Then I was like, yeah, I'm ready. So he just looked, he mmm looks bad. I was like, what the Oh my god, can you do that? Oh my god, don't tell me that. So I was like, uh, what do you mean looks bad? Does it look like it's ruined? Am I ruined for life? And then he's like, hmm, no lah, you're not ruined for life lah. Definitely not lah, huh girl. Mm, you're just, yeah, you have herpes. I just look at it, I know already. I was like, huh? What? Then he was like, yeah, hmm, I will just take a couple of swabs then uh, I will just put it in the test, but most likely it
1: is lah. Mm, not to be alarmed, but it is la. So I left the clinic thinking that, yeah, like, I really have herpes and I was, like, a bit distraught because I didn't know what to do. It was kind of, like, the seven stages of grief and I went through, like, a bit of all of that. It's like, so at some points, I was, like, resigned. But like, you know what? I can still live my life with, like, having herpes. But then, other points, I'd be like, oh my god, like, I have herpes. Like, I should have never had sex. (laughs) So, I think I really despised myself, I guess, for quite a long time. I kept telling myself, you know, it's your fault for... For, you know, sleeping with all these people You know, why Why do you have to go out and have sex? What's wrong with you? And I really just felt very alone Because I didn't know anyone else that had um, an STD You know, there's, there was no one else to talk to Like, yeah, sure, I can turn to the internet I can talk to my doctors But when it comes down to it Sometimes you just really want someone who can relate to you You know, on some level And I didn't have that
2: Hi guys Welcome back to Something Private A podcast about everything related to the vagina From sex to health and of course to society I'm Nicole and I'll be your producer and your host Every episode we will explore the physicalities and ethics behind the topic Just a couple of weeks ago Like two weeks actually, like not so long ago I asked you guys on Instagram What you guys wanted to know more about on the podcast And a lot of you replied STDs and HIV So today we're going to be talking about STDs The thing is, I really relate to this topic because now at the age of 23, I'm sexually active and most if not all of my friends are. And the most frustrating thing about sexual health for, I think, us, you know, is like, first of all, our lack of link to someone with medical knowledge. Like in my immediate circle of friends, literally all of us in the media industry, that means, all dumb. When something like a friend falls ill or has some suspicion about some problems they're having with their vagina... Literally, all we can do is sit in a circle, make some really bad guesses, Google that shit to see what's up, panic because WebMD tells us we have four months left to live. Then, we leave these conversations open because we end up staring at each other like, hmm, do we trust what Google has to say? Is it accurate? I can't even confirm. So I've invited an OBGYN to join me on today's episode. So that she can school us Prepare to get educated
3: Hi Dr Cole. Hello So I'm an obstetrician and gynecologist Which you guys call OBGRIM for short Mm -hmm. And I practice currently at Thomson Medical Centre In a clinic called STONG Practice So as an obstetrician and gynecologist I take care of pregnant women All the way through till the delivery As a gynecologist It covers everything in women's health so, from adolescent women, menstruation problems, all the way up to the menopause age. So, some of you might remember Dr. Liana Koh from
2: episode 1. She was the wise doctor who graced us with her knowledge on menstrual
3: cramps. So, therefore, in theory, if your stress is less, there's less activation of the nerves, then you will have less menstrual cramps, theoretically. Clearly, I was really,
2: really nervous to speak with the doctor the other day. So, do you see, like, um, both... M-
3: you see only female? Only female. As an ONG, you only see female. Okay, that was a, that was a bit of a dumb yep. question. <laughs> <laughs> no, no question is dumb. <laughs> no question is dumb, that's
2: right. Okay, looking back, that was honestly a really dumb thing to ask. I'm really embarrassed. Anyway, Dr. ko is going to help me debunk some myths and rumours about STDs and hopefully our conversation can change the way we think and talk about this problem from here on. Today, if you do a quick Google search about STDs, you might see headlines like 1 million STDs diagnosed every day or
3: more young people in Singapore get sexual infections. So it's true that the incidence has actually been rising. Mm-hmm. It could be due to it actually is increasing versus um, people are actually going for checks and you're actually picking it up. Mm-hmm. Because if it's if people don't go for checks, you don't actually have the data. Mm. So that's one. But the incidence is rising, mm. especially it's usually higher in the younger age group. So from the adolescent teenagers to around the mid-twenties, late-twenties, that sort of age. I read
2: somewhere that in Southeast Asia, 60% of the entire population, including men and women, have type 1 herpes, and it's not even including like some statistics from more obscure parts of Southeast Asia.
3: So we do have to de- differentiate. Herpes, there's actually two types, mm. type 1 and type 2. And type 1 is generally the very benign one, which causes cold sores. So a lot of people have cold sores, which is right, 60% is probably an accurate number. But cold sores, even though it's in a way passed sexually by kissing, it's not really sexual activity, it's not really sexual intercourse. So uh, we usually, when we talk about STDs or STIs, we kind of don't really include type 1 herpes in Mm. a way, unless it's causing genital herpes. So genital herpes is basically the cold sores, the ulcers that you get on the lips, actually at the genital area. Type 1, which is the oral um, cold sores, can sometimes cause genital herpes, but not very often. Okay. Yeah, so type 2 is still generally at the genital area, type 1 is usually the cold sores. Yeah, so I think when you read papers and they say like type 1 herpes, you really have to look at are they talking about oral or are they talking about genital herpes. Mm. So 60% for genital herpes, definitely very high. Mm. Yeah, but for cold sores, it's about there. Because kissing is a very common activity.
2: So is it true that chlamydia, gonorrhea and syphilis is on a rise in Singapore? Because I read in 2016, there were almost 2,900 new cases of chlamydia in Singapore, making it the most prevalent STD in our country, followed by gonorrhea and then syphilis.
3: Yeah, it's definitely rising uh, in, based Singapore. in Singapore. So based on the statistics, you're right, not just in the newspaper, but the actual data does show that it's it was actually declining from around two thousand eight to twenty fifteen and then it kinda slowly has been creeping up. Okay, okay so what's like what what could be a reason for, for that in your opinion? So they're really not sure because it's mm. quite hard to tell. Number one, in my opinion, I would think that firstly pick up. So people are just getting checked more. But saying that would mean that sexual activity in a population is rising, mm. which I don't really think that that will be the case. uh. Generally, it should be the same over the years. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So it's probably just more more awareness, more Mm. data being picked up. Yeah. Even though we say there's a rising incidence, but it's around 200 per 100,000 people. That's around maybe 0.2%. Yeah. So it's not exactly very high, Mm. but it is increasing. And 2,900 new cases a year, you have to think about it in terms of the whole population. Mm. Yeah. So if we have like, 5-6 million people in Singapore right now then it's 2,900 of that 5-6 million. So in a way actually not as scary mm. or as bad but definitely on the rise. Mm. The highest like you said was chlamydia and the lowest is actually genital herpes out of these four that we were talking about. Really? Yeah. I always thought that genital herpes was like very common, yeah. Yeah, I don't mm. know why I always have like this like misconception. It presents very visually and painfully, so a lot mm. of people seek help for it. But chlamydia gonorrhea, actually, not many people talk about it. In fact, for as an OBGYN, I think I see much more cases because they, they come for all sorts of other problems and we kind of discover them incidentally. It sounds quite positive. The situation doesn't
2: sound as bad as I thought. But let's start with like Okay let's start
3: with like Definitions and hierarchy Because STDs is a very broad Mm -hmm. um, In a way spectrum Mm -hmm. Of infections and diseases And that can range from Something as simple As a fungal infection Which is harmless It doesn't cause long term effects Mm -hmm. It just causes Itching, redness And is very easily treatable All the way until Something like middle will be like herpes, genital herpes which does cause like painful ulcers that can cause, that can actually affect the person's life psychologically, emotionally as well as physically. And then you have the right at the last end which would be like things that are chronic like syphilis and HIV. If untreated you can see a lot of uh, bad consequences. Actually majority of patients with chlamydia and gonorrhea can be asymptomatic meaning they have no symptoms at all. Mm. So they don't even know they have it.
2: Okay means that
3: like, the virus exists the in the vi- body but they are, yeah. it's like not acting up yeah. so okay. it's not actually a virus it's a bacteria, a bacteria. But, but in a way bacteria basically just means you're treatable
1: by antibiotics so I have HPV and HPV the strains that give you genital warts so I found out um about a year Maybe just over a year ago When I started to get really weird Like growths On my vagina And I just wasn't sure What they were The doctor that I saw Initially was Just a GP Right opposite my house That I would go to Just for convenience sake He did take a look At my vagina And he told me That I have a HPV genital warts And I think my initial reaction Was Really to be quite Shocked Because I hadn't had sex For like two years Since Uh Two years since that time So it didn't It just didn't occur to me That like uh, A virus could stay In your body for so long You know And stay dormant Like that So I went to a polyclinic And I got a referral to uh, The department of STI control DSC And When I went there I just did like The full run of um, STI tests You know Did the usual uh, Lie down on the table She checks And she told, told me yeah, It's confirmed it's, it's HPV Genital warts But we also did um, A blood test for, um, you know, common common STIs like your chlamydia, gonorrhea and uh, HIV AIDS. This was something I didn't want to keep secret from anyone that I was intimate with. You know, whether physically or romantically. Because it's something that I would want any of my future partners to tell me. But when it comes to someone that I'm more serious with, I think it's been a bit harder. Because um, there was this girl that I was really into for quite a while. I was very afraid that this would be a breaking point that like she would... Decide that she didn't want To be with me It just really sucks You know To know that Any future that I might have With a partner Is hindered By what I have Because Of A lot of the stigma And ignorance That there is out there About these kinds of issues If the situation were reversed Like let's say If I were Dating someone Or seeing someone That you know Had genital herpes Which is A bit more serious You know And and incurable Would I move forward With the, the relationship you know, I want to say yes, because going through this whole experience, you know, has taught me how lonely it can be, you know, and how much, uh, how vulnerable you really have to be with someone in order to actually tell them that, you know, hey, I have an STD, but I will hope that I would be respectful and empathetic and just find out more about the situation, you know, on a personal level and, and a medical level before I make any decisions.
2: Dr Ko, can you describe to us how some common STDs look like so it's easier for us to get some sort of idea if we ever
3: unfortunately encounter it? For chlamydia and gonorrhea, a lot of the times, females usually get imagined bacteria on your in your pimple. La. So, mm-hmm. past, discharge, um, pain, swelling, itchiness, redness, um, but most commonly discharge and maybe a foul smell. Mm-hmm. And the discharge will actually look... Very different from your usual whitish or colorless discharge. It will probably be greenish, yellow, thick, Mm. really like pus coming Mm. out. So that's for chlamydia and gonorrhea. For Mm. um, syphilis, there are different stages. I won't go into the details, but essentially, they actually start with an ulcer. Mm. So an ulcer is basically like the ulcers you get in your mouth, but it will be at the genital area, and it's usually
2: like many. Or is it just like one? So
3: syphilis is usually isolated, just one. Okay. And it's usually painless. So not very common that you have pain. And also below that's painful is usually genital herpes. So these are the few things that you look out for. Mm -hmm. For the fungal infections, usually I don't call them STIs because they're really just, um, in a way, your body's immune system cannot balance your good bacteria and your bad bacteria, and then the fungus kind of just overgrows. So it's not really like past... It's not really something that causes long-term consequences, yeah. But fungal infection, usually a lot of itchiness, Mm. um, and usually whitish discharge. Mm. So not yellow, not purulent, not angry-looking, and not smelly lah. So like less
2: scary. Yes, yeah. yeah. So I have a question to ask. What's the difference between an
3: STD and an STI? Okay in all honesty there's actually no difference okay so same difference uh, basically okay. but they are essentially the same thing so there's you can use them interchangeably so i think stis uh, we usually refer to the main conditions like I said, chlamydia, gonorrhea, syphilis, genital herpes. HIV is inside, but usually when we use the term STIs, we don't really refer to those. Mm. Um, it's more of like local, like you know, it's almost like singlish. Like so la, yeah, right. so in our doctor world, we do kind of mean that yeah, when we say you have an STI, that's what we mean. La.
2: Okay, yeah. okay. So I think because people like the concept, the idea is that
3: you know, it's STIs, and then it's like. HIV and AIDS, what is the difference like there? I think the reason why people separate it is because HIV and AIDS um, is much more serious, it's very mm. long term. In a way, for very long we say it's not curable, so it's lifelong and you have to take a lot of steps. It's considered a very serious disease if it's out of control. Versus the rest of them, when they're out of control, they rarely lead to serious consequences like death, hospitalisation, very rarely lah. They are uncomfortable, Mm. they can cause things like the infertility, and they can be continued to be passed on and cause spread, but not as serious as HIV and AIDS. So I think that's why people always differentiate them. So it's more like a socially constructed Yeah, more of that. Okay,
2: okay, cool. So, um... What is the difference between uh, HIV and AIDS? I know this is mm. a question that, you know, like a lot of people have been talking about, but I think <laughs> it's something
3: that I'm not very clear myself. So um HIV means um the virus itself. Okay? okay. And uh so if you get an infection of HIV, you don't necessarily have AIDS. Okay. AIDS is when your immune system fails and the HIV virus causes uh diseases that a normal person should be able to handle but someone with this virus cannot fight off the infection and you are immunodeficient. So that's when AIDS happens. So AIDS is when you get, f- there are a few conditions, so basically um, brain infections, lung infections, things like that, I that see. will constitute the AIDS. So that is when your immune system is failing based on blood tests, mm. you're unable to fight off infections at all, so a normal flu would hit you like a uh, like a truck. Like, yeah. Yeah. Things like that okay. So that's the difference So HIV basically just means You have an infection Of that virus But AIDS is and like it can it's yeah, super AIDS is like severe. the end stage mm, Yeah Okay
2: I see I see mm. Okay I think that kind of like I mm. think it's a bit Because like We always like Throw the terms around yeah. Don't really know What's up And like how to use it Okay mm. So is it true that STDs can be passed around By mosquitoes Or through public toilet seats um,
3: Besides penetrative sex lah Of course You have to understand That all the Those things that we talked about Including HIV mm. These bacteria, viruses, parasites, they don't actually survive in our outside environment. I think kind of like taking ice out of the freezer. The minute it's out of the freezer, it just kind of melts and you can't get it back to ice. Okay. Yeah, unless you put it in the freezer. Okay. So the freezer is like the environment. Okay. So if you have one person who has that ice, which is like HIV, and you kind of like leave it on the toilet seat by some way, you it's very hard because it, HIV is passed by bodily fluids, so like semen. Um, your blood but why would you drip blood on the toilet seat mm. but like say it really does happen okay the minute the virus is out in the open it doesn't survive it dies within a few seconds Okay. so unless the person comes out of the toilet and you <laughs> immediately see. run in and you sit down and you literally cut yourself <laughs> and put the you blood put your onto your Blood, <laughs> then that might happen, but okay. otherwise, very, very difficult. Yeah, so virtually impossible because it can't survive, you can't replicate the virus. Cannot the minute it comes out, it's just like ah, mm. it kind of just, yeah. It's so, really, no chance at all from toilet seat. Like, really, I can say with confidence, no chance at all. Okay, unless you do something very special that I don't do <laughs> on the toilet and at mosquito bite um, for HIV. Yes, I guess if you think about it, I've actually never thought about that. Mm. But I guess I can see why people have a fear because they're like uh, dengue spread by mosquitoes. Yeah. But um, we have to bear in mind that dengue is really spread by a specific type of mosquito and the de- mosquito actually gets infected by the dengue virus. Versus HIV, firstly, the amount of blood that the mosquito takes up is so little that it cannot even infect the mosquito. And again, HIV is actually human immunodeficiency virus. Human Immunodifferenti virus. So it infects humans. It doesn't infect mosquitoes. It's the same as how dogs can get a certain type of infection. You can go near to the dog and you won't get that infection. And again, you can have a flu and you kiss your animal and the the, the animal, animal doesn't, doesn't get, get infected. That, right? Yeah. So essentially HIV essentially HIV is like that. Okay. A mosquito will never get infected by HIV Even if it bites a person again And therefore there's they can't no pass it la, right? Less. You can never pass it on by okay. a mosquito Okay, yeah. I think
2: that like,
3: Clarifies put, <laughs> Puts
2: us at ease, yes. you know Because I guess like, if a mosquito is like, spreading a virus around, You're like, ah, I can't yeah. control it Because it's so hard to kill Okay, next misconception
3: Can I get an STD from non-penetrative sex? Means like oral sex or anal sex? Definitely possible. Penetrative would probably be the give you the highest chance. Mm, okay. But that doesn't mean that it cannot be passed by oral or anal sex. So basically anything that causes um, mucosal contact. So mucosa is basically the lining of um, like the inner mouth. Mm. That's the soft, soft part around your mouth. That's the mucosa. So below also the vagina has mucosal. Mm. And basically that breaks very easily. So... Um, if there's mucosal to mucosal contact, if there's bodily fluid secretion, then you can get infected. So, for example, just now you're talking about the herpes, yep. the type the one, oral, yeah, and yeah, then you pass yeah. below. So it can happen, yeah. So even if you do oral sex, you can still get herpes, yeah. Mm. Very rarely, because the cold source very rarely cause the same ulcers below mm. but it's possible mm. yeah um, and things and genital herpes is actually on the skin surface so you see a lot of ulcers outside and the secretions from these ulcers if they touch your, milk, your skin on the outer area you can also get it so for genital herpes it's quite special and different because even if you wear a condom um, for male to female then it can still pass because the condom if there are ulcers on other areas that are going to have contact with the skin as well then you can still get the herpes do you know what I mean? I'm trying to yeah. picture it like because my next question was going to yes. be like let's say like if I I use like contraceptive mm. like if I wear a condom
2: can I still I mean not I wear a condom but like yeah. if my partner mm. uses a condom mm. can, can I still get like an STD?
3: Okay so. so condoms are we do recommend to reduce STD but it reduces it doesn't eliminate mm. So your chance is still there. Unfortunately, most studies worldwide in Singapore focus on condoms preventing HIV transmission because that was of a large concern. And um, that was very significant. So yes, condoms are very effective in reducing uh, HIV transmission because HIV is from bodily fluids. So you have to have the fluid. So definitely the semen. Yeah. And if you wear a condom, then the the fluid cannot get in, then you mm-hmm. would prevent. But genital herpes, like I said, on the skin, and the ulcers can be on the pubic area of the men.
2: I see. And okay. And
3: it touches the female. Okay. Okay. And you can ha- be having a condom, and you can still get it.
2: Yeah. So it really like yes. it's like really hair. So more it depends. Like, more, uh...
3: Yeah. It depends on the type of STD that we are talking about. So it's very hard sometimes when we are talking about such a wide spectrum. But we can try. But um, so things that uh, don't really need um, bodily fluids Then yes, you can still get some types of STDs How about like birth control pills Or like mm. other kinds of like
2: contraceptives That like for women, like the IUD or anything Can they, do they play a part in like preventing
3: STDs? Okay, so unfortunately no Basically the condom acts like a barrier Okay, so really like a physical is, Yeah, it's a really a physical barrier Okay, okay. The other forms of contraceptives are, like they say, are contraceptives. It Mm, is to prevent pregnancy. It is not to actually prevent STIs, STDs.
2: Something Private is a podcast produced by VFM. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Anchor, CastBox, and many more. We want to keep having more conversations about female health, but we need you guys to be involved. Share this episode or podcast series with your friends, family, or anyone with a vagina, essentially. Be sure to join our Telegram channel and Instagram page at SomethingPrivatePod. We also have a Facebook group that's full of exciting, great information. You can find us at Where Are The Girls That Will Talk About Their Vaginas? That's at SomethingPrivatePod. Drop me a DM or start a thread on Facebook. Let's keep on having these conversations out loud. So, um... I want not go on to like A bit of like the Misconceptions On like I guess like STDs and stuff So One of the things um I guess people always Think about When they get STDs And I guess it's like Because of our fear based Like education Is like The fact that Let's say like If I get an STD right I will live my life In like Complete isolation it Means like I can never get married I can never have hmm. kids I can never have sex again So is this Is this true Is this something People with like
3: STDs Like go through I think yes They get very Worried and a lot of people don't know what to expect. They mm. don't know whether and it's not they unfounded can. La, right? Yeah, it's not unfounded for sure. The good news is that because of our medical advancements, STDs are very treatable, including HIV. Mm-hmm. So, um, right now, I would say that usually, I encourage my patients. that like, you know, the now that you know, the good thing to do is just to prevent. And actually, the earlier you seek treatment the less consequences you have, the more curable it is and you don't actually have to worry. So once something is treated, there's usually no chance of spreading it again. So for example, the bacterial infections like chlamydia, gonorrhea, the minute you, once you give antibiotics and once they are shown to be cleared from your system, you can't pass it on again because you don't have it anymore. Oh. Yeah. Um, Things like syphilis as well is actually treatable. Um, It can reactivate but that's a much later stage and we rarely see it now because if you treat it early, it doesn't really stay in your body. It's quite rare. So also very treatable and again, sexual activity as per normal. So with all these, I would tell them, you know, you're cleared, you're treated, no problem, just don't get it again. Lah. Yeah. So it's to protect yourself. Make sure your partner is treated and, and then you should be fine herpes though that is the only one that is a little bit tricky so genital herpes is a virus different from bacteria so you can't take antibiotics you have to take antivirals something that combats the virus itself but genital herpes is very smart it will hide in your body mm. even after the ulcers have cleared which are the symptoms that it shows It actually hides in your nerves and stays there forever so genital herpes in a way is incurable okay yeah? but I would say that um with Instead of being scared of it, it basically means that even though it's hiding, it will come out of hiding only when you are weak. Mm
1: -hmm. So when you
3: are sick, when your immune system is lower, when you are older, when you are pregnant, then it can reactivate again and have ulcers again. But generally, the ulcers, when they reactivate, less severe, not so painful, and you are only infectious when you have the ulcers. Very rarely, when you don't have the ulcers. So a lot of the times, once the ulcers have cleared, so long as you are aware of this and you know how to prevent spread, I would say you can really continue as per usual. But of course, bearing in mind that you you might want to tell your partner if you do have any ulcers, so that they can get a check. That's mm. all. Yeah. Okay,
2: so I think I wanna like kind of like s- like summarize a bit of like what you said. So basically, what what the the answer to the question of you no, know, whether like. You mm. be alone for the rest of your life if you have is no is no yes is so no. if you have like chlamydia like the more like um like anything apart from herpes is curable is that is that what mm. you're saying yes and then if you have like genital herpes it's something that can only be passed when like your body is weak and then like you have like physical also, source mm, la, right yes okay okay so mm. I guess it doesn't sound. Not like, too bad. Like, super bad, mm. yeah, right? Because, yeah. like, my friends, like, we were talking about it, and then, like, life my friends, like, not over, it yeah, still goes on. Yeah, like, oh so my god, we- I'm just gonna be yeah single forever. Mm. <laughs> the bloodline, like, ends here, you know, like, yeah. So, okay, okay, not, not as dramatic. Mm. Next question is, like, let's say, um... You know, you become like really weak la, And the STD doesn't get cured Is it possible that Apart from like HIV and AIDS Can you like die from getting an STD?
3: For chlamydia and gonorrhea The main thing for women Is that we are worried It continues to stay in your body And like I said It goes upwards into your womb and your tubes And then around the womb and tubes So basically in your abdomen Your tummy area And if So does this count as like a
2: Internal Yes,
3: yeah, so we call it a pelvic inflec- infection Yeah oh, okay. And um Internally when you are very, very sick then and it's not treated, then people can get so sick that they actually um die from what we call the body's reaction to the illness, which is sepsis. Yeah. So you, you are you have a very high fever, your blood pressure starts to drop, you need to be in the ICU. So that can rarely happen and I have seen it before. That being said, uh very rare mm-hmm. for herpes wise also very hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Unless I would say you get a bacterial infection on top of the sores already. Mm. So it's almost like a, a double a, like you burst your pimple and then you go and get another pimple there because <laughs> this giant boil yeah. kind of like that, but way worse. Yeah. Okay. So, But like in terms of like yeah. the chances of that happening is, is really yeah. low. Yeah. And then syphilis. Syphilis, yes, we used to see death. So it can actually go to the brain in the later stages. Mm. But because now it's so curable... We don't see at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very rarely. In fact, I think even in medical school already you don't you see one case in your five years of medical school. Yeah. Okay. So really not. And even HIV and AIDS, like coming to that, HIV and AIDS, HIV itself, sorry, not AIDS. HIV is so you it's so under control that your body can have so low amounts of virus that you essentially function like anyone not else. More. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the lifespan of um, patients who are infected with HIV now is actually almost quite similar to to people who are not infected. So, um, we are starting to try to move away from the word incurable for, mm, for yeah, these Yeah, because I think there's a misconception. Yeah. I always think yeah. that people with like HIV is like, mm. oh no. Yeah, it's actually not, Yeah, it's not as bad as it used to be. Yeah, I always think of like, you know,
2: there's this is like channel 8 drama mm. of like Chen Han Wei Yeah is it Zoe and then
3: you get very yeah then you get very ill. Yeah and yeah, yeah yeah and then it's like oh thing
2: like she's has to healthy for the rest of like, yeah. You're yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like pale and all it's like okay. Mm. Okay,
0: cool cool cool. So I was very distraught they didn't know how to process it And then I just blurted out like But this is only like the second guy that I've slept with And I literally have been like So freaking virginal until I was at like age 23, 24 eh. Like I don't understand why this is happening to me You know So I I just felt very indignant And very upset And luckily I had a friend with me So I just sat at like The I, I sat at the, the, out, the waiting area outside I just cried for 2 hours And she just looked at me and I was just like, I don't Do I approach the guy and tell the guy like Hey, what the fuck? You, I think you passed something to me Or do I just keep quiet about it? Do I confront him? Because it's like What? And then after that, I started to consistently break down I would go and nap Every time I wake up, I would break down Then I would nap again from the energy spent breaking down Then I would, it's this whole cycle like It's repeated for four days And I also felt like Huh? How, how come I'm so stupid? How come like I would want to just like do, like in the name of like sexual liberation, why would I want to do it with somebody that I never asked to get tested and then I just anyhow. Like I felt stupid and I also felt like, how come the Singaporean sex education has failed me? And so I took a lot of the blame on myself. Actually, I was less angry about the guy. I just just blame myself for being stupid and uneducated about things. Okay, I wanted to ask one, one question which
2: was like, why do you think like, STDs and STIs, um, like there's an increase, but you know, apart from the fact that you know, more people are getting checked, do you think like, it has anything to do with like the
3: sexual education in like, Singapore? I think education, we are still a very conservative society, mm-hmm, for sure, and we don't like, we usually say abstaining, I mean abstaining is the only way to prevent an STD, it is the only way. There's no such thing as, oh, okay, I only have oral anal sex, as mm, we discussed. Yeah. Ah. So, yes, abstaining is the only way. But I think we can do more about being a bit more open uh, with regards to educating about contraception. Not just for STD prevention, but even for pregnancy prevention. Because instead of thinking that people are not going to do it. Because even though we think like, oh, maybe the like younger people now are a bit more promiscuous. That's not true. Mm-hmm. I mean... Nah, I don't people think we been having sex for forever. Yeah, so it's probably been the same. It's just whether you are talking about it, yep. and it's whether you are brave enough to actually discuss it. What are some of the things <laughs> that, like, as an individual, I can do to keep healthy beyond beyond like not having sex? Mm. Because like we like we said, it's impossible to <laughs> yes. don't have sex. Yeah. You know, like haha. Mm. I think as an invid- individual, think about yourself. So protect yourself. Um, make sure that you insist on uh using a, your partner using. Protection to reduce your chance of getting STDs. Don't take excuses, you know, just stand up for yourself. So, safe sex. And um, if you want to read up more, we have a lot of good government websites actually. So, there's Health Hub, which is actually an app, as well as on the website, you can actually. Health Hub. Health Hub app. And it's actually a government initiative that educates, has a lot of articles to educate about various diseases, including sexually transmitted infections. And those are, you know, surefire ways. You know that it's kind of credited, uh, has credibility. Just protect yourself and mm-hmm. think about yourself. Okay, so if you have symptoms, definitely you have to see a doctor. So the symptoms we talked about, like mm-hmm. the discharge, mm-hmm. um, smelly, itch, anything out of the ordinary. If you don't have symptoms, then you should check up if you do suspect that you could have so maybe your partner has told you or you have seen some of the symptoms on your partner or you you yourself suspect that oh maybe there was a few times that you had unprotected sex then you would just want a general health check that's also fine so um, i think depending on yourself i would say if you think that you are at risk then just get a check because it's harmless yeah the checks are really easy Uh, It's just like a swab test Sometimes nowadays You can even just send your urine Mm. Things now are done Very privately So don't need to worry Really just If you think you're Irish Just go and check If Mm. you have any issues Just go and check And it's better to get checked And be told Hey everything's okay
1: Then like Uh,
3: Yeah And don't don't be scared of like Yeah if something is wrong Then okay Then all the better You're gonna get treated Immediately Mm -hmm. Yeah Mm. It's a positive I guess like way of thinking about it Because I think a lot of
2: Times like people are afraid That you know there's a, yes. all, there's a stigma, first of all, the stigma with like, mm. oh, I'm going to DSC. Oh my god, people think that I have like herpes and stuff mm. like that. And then like, if I get it, oh no, like, I'm infected, you know, that mm. kind of thing. And also, I think one other thing is that people think that it's
3: expensive. Mm. In, in DSC, it's actually because it's a um, a Government. public health yeah. clinic, it's actually very cheap. For a full check with a consult, if I'm not wrong, I think it ranges from about like $80 to $150. Okay. Um, depending on what checks you get. And then, But if you do go to a private clinic Like a GP or even a gynecologist Then of course because it's private You might be paying a premium fee What, what can I do to offer support To like somebody who has like STD I think now that you know Where you can find information mm, Reliable hub. information mm-hmm. yeah, um, Health hub or any government websites Usually that helps Or if you go on like um, CDC Which is Communicable Disease Centre for uh, In America Then they do have a lot of information as well Mm. I would say at least educate them let them know like hey this is where you can go and find out information let's go and do it together first response shouldn't be like eee how did you get it you yeah. know what I mean it's more of like oh no um, um, how about we find out what you can do to get treated mm. and then you go and decide what do you do after that like how do you confront? you know confronting your partner finding out where you got it from things like that is it's a whole different ballgame but I think the most important is to just be there for your friend or family member say that hey I know what you can do I know where you can go to see a doctor Mm. I know that you can be treated and then after that we can deal with like the emotional things that come with it I was really thankful that I talked to like friends about it because I I would say amongst my friends like um, we're quite open to sharing about maybe like our sexual
1: health or our sexual activities so Opening up to friends about it and then they were the ones who gave me like context to like the doctors and stuff like that That was like really important for me because if not, I would also be just you know googling like Which clinic can I go to and I don't have like maybe a good
3: source that I can go to So I think that was very important and like it helped me Take charge of my sexual health in some sense Yeah It only took
0: my other friend who came to my house and said like Technically, I have Eczema what? It's also a strand of herpes you know so many so many people have it. So like honestly it's not that we're gonna think less of you. And to me that sentence itself felt very comforting because like I feel like a lot of times you're like, oh yeah, you never know like who your true friends are until like serious things happen
1: to you. But how many times would something so serious and so compromising happen to you, right? For your friends to prove their friendship. Don't blame yourself for something that you can't control. You, you didn't ask for this, you didn't go into any situation asking for any of this so it's it's not your fault and and you deserve to to have a space where you can talk to people about it you deserve to get the treatment that you need and it is all out there you know you just have to to take the first step to find it all but I think the the most important thing is just to remember that there's nothing wrong with you so um that's the conclusion (laughs) for
2: um our fourth episode of something private on um, STDs and STIs. Hopefully, you guys have learned a little bit about the misconceptions and, like, realized that it's more common than we think and it's, you know, something that is treatable. And thank you so much, Dr. Koh, for being
3: here. No problem. My pleasure. Thanks for having thank me. Thank you.
2: Okay, so see you guys for the next episode. Subscribe on Spotify, iTunes, and Google Podcasts to be the first to get notified for new episodes that come out every Thursday. You can find me at something private or follow me on Instagram at something private pod. See you guys next week. Bye!